You gotta take the pussy seriously. I mean, there's a priority for a tight pussy. But if it's hairy, I go for the tits. But if the tits are hairy, hey, it's right back to the pussy. But you gotta speak to that pussy, son, you know? Really talk to it. You make a vow to it. Now, no nation has ever been so ready to seize the power and the freedom of the pussy as our own. And we must all care for that pussy. Today, we do more than just celebrate the pussy. We rededicate ourselves to the very idea of pussy. I mean, friends, ask not what the pussy can do for you, but what you can do for the pussy. Love you, Mom. All right, I'll write you later. All right, we're just going to go ahead and draw a little pussy on the back of this sheet here. All right, our labia menorah. Excellent. And we're going to go ahead and draw a nice labia majora. Perfect. Love it. And now, last but not least, that clitoris. Perfect. We're going to circle that. Nice. That's a good picture. This is the black guy. You fucking being a racist? They're all great the racists. They're all great racists. They're all great. I fucking love them, right? Healthcare like that might get a man killed. Fuck you and President Winnie the Pooh. Dear mom, it's your boy. I don't feel out of line. I don't feel out of line. It's, I don't think you're out of line. It's unfortunate. You're listening to textbook ASMR. <laughs> it's two to blue up in this bitch, and I just blew this guy up. Is Putin gonna see him? He he might. You're listening to the name of that podcast <laughs> with Alton and Eddie. Hey. Hey. Uh, so, you know, a little peek behind the curtain. We actually were talking like for like five minutes earlier. Yep. But it wasn't recording because I did not go to school for this. Therefore, I'm freelance. Um, hashtag freelance. What is. I wonder where that came hey, um, from. The freelance? term freelance. Well, let's look it up. Hey, Jamie. Is it like a knight that you could hire? Let's see here. Origins of Freelance. Like three matches I had in all, all 75. Yep. From Free and Lance. Coined by Sir Walter Scott and mm. Avanho to describe Ivanka? a medieval mercenary. Yes. Uh, to describe an yeah. evil mercenary warrior or, quote, freelance, indicating that the lance is not sworn to any lord's service. Mm. In modern time, the term has morphed into an adjective, a verb, and an adverb, as well as the derivative noun freelancer, so a mercenary. Okay. Yeah, so these motherfuckers are gone round about hmm. uh, being mercenaries. In and around the lake. In That's and long. around the lake. My lance in and around your gullet. <laughs> My your, gullet. Your throat shall be slashed. Like the prices at Walmart. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Sam Walton. <sighs> Thanks, Sam Walton, for giving me the tools I need to rob your store with weapons purchased from your <laughs> store. <laughs> It'd be the craziest shit, right? Buy a gun from Walmart and then, like, get the receipt, right? And then the greeter checks your receipt on the way out, and while they're doing that, you're, like, fucking loading your shotgun. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I, for I forgot something. And you go back inside. Like, Boom! All right, motherfuckers, it's a stick up. I'm here to return some bullets. <laughs> yeah, I got the receipt. <laughs> but he's like returning them by Since shooting them. Yeah, you shoot them into the yeah. drop ceiling and you shoot them at anybody who doesn't participate. That's right. Because um, that's the thing about a robbery. Everybody always thinks, oh, I'll bring the gun, I'll scare people. No, because you might run into a motherfucker like me who's like, oh, you got that gun? You brought a gun to a gunfight? <laughs> you better use it. 
I'm a good guy. That's right. one. I'm a good guy who forgot his gun because I'm too scared to own one. That's right. The guy who Guess that makes you a bad guy with a gun. <laughs> Want to fight? Right. Oh, man, I tell you, the subjectivity of goodness and badness. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> You're like, I'm a good guy with a gun because I'm only robbing the Walmart to feed but my family. But he was such a good guy with a gun. Yeah, and then the bad guy with a gun is the one who stopped the robber trying to feed his family. I just yeah. Saw someone hmm. respond directly. Or, or is the bad guy with a gun the guy robbing the store to feed his family? Is it bad to feed your family? They're all good. Is it good to stop people from feeding their family? What's yes. a good guy with a gun? What's a bad guy with a gun? <sighs> what makes money more? What makes a good guy? Because I feel like... A gun. <laughs> That's the difference. The difference between a good guy with a gun and a bad guy with a gun is a gun. That's right. You're one gun away from being good. Don't let your dreams be dreams. One gun, son. One gun. One? 21 guns? No. There's only one good guy with a gun. You know, I say we have nuns with guns. Yeah. There, who, there, who else do you trust more? You, I'd trust a nun with a gun. There's none other I'd trust. The name of that podcast is brought to you by Nuns with Guns. Hey. If you thought getting hit with a ruler for writing left-handed was bad in the Catholic Church, you ain't seen nothing yet. These are merciful mercenaries. Merciful mercenaries. When uh, when the nuns get packing, you won't be lacking. Uh, they're, they're strapping. Yeah, they're strapped. And they're young and strapping. I've never met a young nun. Mm, no. Yeah. I saw one in Sister Act, maybe, but she wasn't even that young. It was Whoopi Goldberg. <coughs> no, it wasn't her even. Lauren Hill? Mm, no. No, Lauren Hill was in Sister Act 2. Yep. That was great. Good movie. When, and Sister Act is on Disney Plus. Isn't that funny? No. <laughs> it's not funny. You want to know what is funny? What? Mr. Boogity. Oh, yeah. It's It just sounds it sounds as bad, if not worse, than zippity doo da. It's it's in the same league. It really is. Um, I wonder if I can touch the arm of this microphone. Try it. Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. Now I feel a little bit more relaxed. I'm backed up. I'm not so, like, hunched over my keyboard like an overweight incel <laughs> blaming women. My fedora is so heavy. Yeah, I only blame women for things that women do. Yeah? Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and blame a woman because I'm not an interesting guy to talk to. Sure. Maybe you should have lower standards. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not gonna. That's not fair to my mother. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was on Facebook the other day. Um, she was available. <laughs> so I was on Facebook the other day. Yeah. And uh, I posted something to the extent of, uh, oh, if you have a daughter, you shouldn't support Trump. I, I said, if you have a daughter, you should, especially, you shouldn't support Trump is what I said. Okay. And uh, a couple of my liberal friends, love them dearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are annoying. Yeah. But uh, a couple of my liberal friends, they hit me up. They're like, hey, man, you're like 85% right. <laughs> it's not what they said, but like they, right. they corrected me on a couple of things, educated me on some things, and uh, made me realize that you don't have to be a father to respect women. Which, like, first of all... Well, you don't. No. I already fucking knew that. Uh-huh. Right? Obviously. Um, so I did feel kind of bad about that. I was like, oh, you know, I never thought about it like that. Like, I, I shouldn't just make it a thing that, like, oh, you're a dad, therefore you must respect women. That's And, like, that's not what I said. First, uh, but I understand... But you should. I understand where they thought I was coming from, right? So it was on my mind for a few days after the fact, right? So I was talking to my, uh, my roommate, uh, the female roommate. <laughs> yep. Pardon me. The woman. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> well, I was telling her about my experience. I'm like, so, like, um, I think how I posted it was like, well, uh, you know, I learned how to be more progressive the other day. She's like, oh, yeah, how, you know? So I explained to her, I'm like, you know, like. I switched my car insurance. <laughs> to Geico. <laughs> I say from. I say 15% on misogyny by <laughs> switching to Geico. But uh, no, I explained to her that, like, yeah, you know, like, it's okay to, like, think women deserve protection and respect, but you don't, like, single out people with daughters or wives or things like having having a woman in your life shouldn't be the reason why you respect women which right. again i did not say that right anyway also i was explaining her that she's like and her response was i don't feel like you think less of me because you think women deserve more protections she's like statistically women get attacked more well yeah yeah and i was like you know what i never thought about it like that because, like, she doesn't spend a lot of time thinking about things like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if, I don't know, like, I don't know if it was vindicating or validating. But I was like, see? <laughs> <laughs> my point exactly. But, yeah, no. I agree with my liberal friends. Um, yeah. Whatever. Like, fine. Um, if you don't have a daughter or a mom, which I can't imagine you, you, you not having at least one of those. <laughs> you don't have to respect women if you don't want to. You should. But not because you have a daughter or a mom. Because you're a good person with a gun. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I get it now. You know, I get where they're coming from, but I think they think that the only reason I respect women is because I have sisters and a mother. I'm like, no, I just see what they go through and I'm empathetic to is the struggles. Is it annoying to you that it should just go without saying? It does go without saying. Um, it's annoying that people, like, still try to find reasons not to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean respect? Huh? I, res I don't even respect my dad. What makes you think I respect <laughs> women? I killed my dad. <laughs> Come on now. Just, you, you catch up. So uh, I, I watched a video that you had sent me a very long time ago. Which one? Uh, the Chris Hitchens video. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, his, it, it was his opinion on why women aren't as funny to him. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, So, like, just so before we dive into it, let me let you guys know that listening to the name of that podcast is super easy. <laughs> <laughs> You can uh, check it out on YouTube.com slash the name of that podcast. You can go to anchor.fm slash name of that podcast. And if you're not willing to go through all the rigmarole of typing in the name of that podcast, chances are you're not going to find it on the internet. Nope. Yeah. But uh, if you're listening to it, sounds like you didn't. We appreciate you listening. Thanks. That all being said, Chris Hitchens said, excuse me, Chris Hitchens said that uh, he doesn't think that women have to be funny. Mm -hmm. He feels like men have to be funny. Which is like a, like, I never thought about that before. So, like, my knee-jerk reaction was like, you're wrong. Right? And then I was just like, oh, he, I think what he explained was like, oh, you know, like, if a guy doesn't have a sense of humor or he's not funny, chances are he's not going to, like, attract a mate. Mm -hmm. um, unless he's gay, in my opinion. In which case, <laughs> like, you can just go attract another uninteresting man. Okay. Right. But he's like, he's like a huge part of, like, dating and courtship is, like, entertaining your uh your your uh prospective significant other it helps it, i guess it does help it doesn't help me <laughs> so that's why i disagreed with him <laughs> okay. i'm like i am funny and i have trouble dating so by that <laughs> logic you are wrong and the misogynist chris <laughs> no but i get where he's coming from though um i think he went on to elaborate that um this uh i forget mm -hmm. Vanity Fair, I think, did yeah, an article. It was. it was a it was a female. He writes for it. Oh, he writes for Vanity Fair, yeah, or at least or wrote did. for them before yeah. he died tragically. Mm -hmm. I bet you he died from being a woman hater. It was cancer. Yeah, that's what I said. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. You do this thing where you repeat me. 
Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Weird. Oh, uh, yeah, so he, he was, like, reading the Vanity Fair article <laughs> and responding to it. <coughs> and he's like, even the author, like, echoes some of my points. Mm. Um, and dis- Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's, like, it's a touchy enough topic where cool heads will prevail but likely won't yeah. get a chance to exist. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. I get it. Um, so I started to watch other videos that... Um, was like kind of mentioning the same thing yeah um but specifically i would go seek out women who like were talking about the issue um so i found one it was a a ted talk from pakistan okay oh uh, that's the right way to say it by the way is it it's 2020 gotta let the a's breathe <laughs> um, let them out yeah let them out free liberate the a's in pakistan uh they deserve it Unpack anyway them. so this uh this woman she was in a uh, little background about her it's a pretty cool story she was in college for like the medical field or some shit law no she was in law school okay complete opposite of the medical field <laughs> i'd go so far as to say it's the law polar opposite yeah i'd, I'd go f- so far as to say as the legal uh field exists to directly contradict and disenfranchise people in the medical field okay hot take who too hot Anyway, so she decided this is not what she wanted to do with her life, and she didn't want to exist in the old cliche, I'll get around to it, right? Sure. So she decided to become an actor. Okay. Uh, She decided to get into comedy. Two things that are wildly frowned upon where she's from, because she's a woman. Mm Mm-hmm. So she doesn't give a shit. She follows her dreams. She makes a Pakistani comedy troupe of all women and shit like that. Okay. And um, I think she had said something similarly that, like, some of the situations and issues that she had run into, some of the pitfalls that she ran into, was from being a woman in comedy and people telling her that she wouldn't be that funny, la-da-da, this and that, right? Okay. She didn't really, like, offer any new perspective on this, but it was really nice to watch the story about a Middle Eastern woman overcoming the odds and following her dreams. Sure. There was another video that I found uh, she this this video the, the the speaker was a high school student okay and she was talking about how um, she was think she was asking why people don't find women funny mm-hmm. um, yeah. and um, man she she brought up a really good point because um there are a lot of female comedians that I love dearly yeah you know you got your Amy Sedaris exactly, you got your yeah. uh, uh, Sarah Silverman Lisa Lampadelli Tiffany Haddish um, I like Monique even though she's a little bit of a self-entitled prick yeah um but you get my point like I can like make I could write a laundry list of female yeah. comedians that I like but um there are a lot of times where I'm like well there's like a fuck ton of female comedians where I'll watch and their materials clever but I'm literally just watching, appreciating your clever material with nary a smile on my face. Sure. And, like, I hope that's not because I'm a misogynist. Oh, there you go. I love my mom. But apparently that's not enough for people these yeah. days. I mean, you just find oh, funny what you find funny. I don't yeah. see any more to it than that. So this high school student was, like, cracking into it. She's like, why don't people find, important. like, some of their material funny? Mm-hmm. And the point that she brought up was uh, gender norms. Uh, she's like, this is what society expects. Like, this is what society expects of a man, um, and this is what society uh, expects of a woman. Um, so, like in general, she's like, a woman's expected to be ladylike. And what is ladylike? Polite, um, you know, temperate, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So she's like, so when a woman does comedy, she either exists as um, an expectation of the norm or a subversion of the norm. Um, so the example she gave is Ellen DeGeneres being like the expectation of the norm. Okay. Um, she doesn't really push the envelope. She just exists. She tells funny jokes. She has great energy. The crowd loves her. Right. I also love Ellen. Um, and then she's like the subversion of that is you have like Lisa Lampanelli and Sarah Silverman where yep. all of their comedy is like very raunchy and it's out of the ordinary for what society considers normal for a woman. 
Roseanne Barr even. Roseanne Barr even. Um, I think Chris Hitchens brought up a point where it's like um, a lot of the women that he finds successful and funny yep. are just super vulgar or Jewish. Which right, like, right, I, don't, yeah. I don't subscribe to those thoughts, but I get where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And like when he says these things, even though I don't agree with him, I'm forced to objectively observe the comedy world yep. and be like, holy shit. Man, I hate that it has legs. Mm-hmm. But this high school student, I think, brought up the the best point as to why audiences aren't as receptive to female comedians as they are ma- male comedians. Okay. Um, and she's like, simply because what society expects of women and what society expects of men. Um, which is why I do like seeing more diversity <coughs> in comedy. Um, ethnic diversity is great, but I think we need more gender diversity in comedy. Um, That's a clip. What else did I see today? I saw a article. I saw an article that was talking about Boy George. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that guy? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Eddie's very familiar with Boy George. It's 90s. His, it's his favorite. Oh, I love it. He loves Karma yeah. Chameleon. Every album. Yeah. Um, so Boy George, if you guys don't know, he's a super androgynous dude. Um, he doesn't really subscribe to gender identities. He just does what he does in life. And he, oh, I do remember reading something about him. Yeah, he posted a tweet. It was like, leave your pronouns at the door. Um, and people got mad at him. Yeah. And they're like, I will not leave my pronoun at the door. I will bring my pronoun into your house and I will put my pronoun on your coffee table. It's like, how do you get mad at boy George though? Yeah. When he was like one of the first ones. Yeah. He, um, be pushing the envelope on that stuff. So I was reading this article. It was posted by LGBTQ nation dot something. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. They're like dime a dozen. Might as well have been posted by CNN if you're asking me. Sure. Whatever. Um, equally credible sources. So, um, he posts a tweet, gives a little clarification and, um, the article described him as, oh my god, let me see if I can remember what they said. They called him a hacky, androgynous per- a singer, is what they called him. They said he was only being androgynous to um, make his band back in the day, Culture Club, to make him popular. Um, and he was being transphobic and like genderphobic or whatever. Um, now, being a cisgendered, heterosexual male, I have the privilege of not being marginalized because of who I choose to identify as sure. and who I choose to pursue sexually, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Boy George was trying to make shit that deep. I think he was like, hey. I don't either. I appreciate you no matter who you are. Leave your pronouns at the door. We're all human. Yeah. And they're like, yes, we are all human, but you told me to leave my pronoun wow, at the door. Got um, you've said this before. Um, not that exactly. What, <laughs> what I'm about to say, you've said this before. <laughs> you said that labels can sometimes do more harm than good. Yeah. Um, which at first I didn't understand what the fuck you were talking about. And then yeah. I started watching like the Chris Hitchens video last night. And I was mm-hmm. uh, reading this Boy George interview, or not interview, article this right, morning. Right. And I was just like, so, man, as much as like, it, it's a good thing and a bad thing, um, labels. Yeah. Because it's like, it's good to like know who you are and know your history. But it's also important to just exist. Yep. And not let those uh, identities define you. Which is really funny because the person that posted the article fancies himself progressive, which okay. I, I agree they are. Um, they had, like, ranted about Boy George, you know, like, you need to provide your own context for the articles and shit. Yeah. And, like, said, um, called him, like, shut up, sit down, grandma, but, like, he doesn't <laughs> identify as a woman, so why would you say that about him? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, he, he identifies as a That's weird, yeah. It's really crazy that the progressive person said, sit down, grandma, it's fucking like, uh... bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, man. Respect gender identity. Isn't that like counterproductive for you? Yeah, your... it's like it's a, it's like the I'm not racist, but 
<laughs> it is. It's the equivalent. I'm not racist, but I hate niggers. However. However, that being said. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I still fucks with Karma Chameleon, and it's the only Boy George song I know. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. Oh, snoozes. Or sneezes. Is it sneezes sniced? Sneezes sniced. Sneezes sniced. There he is. 4 4 with trample. <laughs> and Island Walk. <laughs> Island Walk. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, I think he has uh, some other abilities. It's like when uh, Jesus Why? is put into the graveyard. Make food tokens. Make three. Uh, make three revival. I'll put three. He, he, uh, when he goes to the graveyard, he leaves play with three revival counters on him. And then uh, when the revival counters are gone, which, you know, they leave at the end of your turn. I want them to be boulder tokens that you have to have 1-1 one, one creatures move from the cave. I like that. Or 0-1s with Defender. Or since they're boulders, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's make them 0-5s with Defender. So you can tap them to take off a boulder counter. You can, like, you can tap and sacrifice them. Everybody understands magic that listens to this, so... Exactly. Um, If you don't understand magic, you're probably not cool and, like... <laughs> You probably only respect women because you have a mom. Probably. Asshole. Are you doing, like, missions to, like, get the special guns or whatever? No, I'm not. For your mom. Yeah, for your mom. Because I respect her. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say I clean out this weed apparatus? Yeah, I'd say do that. And uh, while you're doing that, I'll tell everybody else more things. Hey, Eddie, did you know that high-fiber diets (laughs) are... (laughs) Are the, uh... They are the, the, the key to Americanism. How so? Americans love fiber. How much do Americans love fiber? Well, when America was first colonized by the white man, um, you were required to grow hemp for, you guessed it, fibers. Okay. Yep. Let's keep fast forwarding, right? When uh, when we had no taxation without representation, right? Mm What did we do? We go to the Boston Tea Party. We throw all that tea off the boat. Yep. Fibers. (laughs) So, fast forward to the war, right? The red coats, red fibers. Easy mm-hmm. to shoot. Easy to find and shoot. And they're mad because our fibrous diets are hiding in the woods. And gorilla. brown and green. Brown, green. Yeah, gorilla rays. warfares. Hoopy Fib- colors. Very fibrous colors. Yeah. Earth tones. Yeah. The mighty, sucks. mighty earth tones. Mighty, mighty earth tones, which is just earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> <laughs> Or it's like George, uh, George, uh, what's his name? George Clinton and Parliament Flunkadelic. They should have got together with uh, Captain Planet. Yeah. Uh, the name of this podcast is brought to you by Ben Volani's. Now, that's what I call Ska, Volume 38, coming out this February. Wow. Yep, with uh, hits by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, hey. Real Big Fish, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, and Real Big Fish. Did I ever tell you about um, the so rock band that does fighting that. game music? No, oh, it it's called a perfect quarter circle. <laughs> a perfect quarter circle. Yep. Oh, you know what? I think they're uh, pieces of the band You're a Tool, and um, I forget the other band that they're made up of. But hey, uh, my roommate finished part four of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure oh, the other yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, the name oh, of that wow. podcast is brought to you by um, Burn Dairy's new flavor, A Rocky Road. <laughs> a Rocky Road. <laughs> Absolutely. A Rocky Road <laughs> featuring Versace Gold. <laughs> Get two scoops of that. Two scoops of that shit. I put that on a waffle cone and watch out for enemy stands. That's right. Yeah. Ice cream stands. Ice cream stands. That's exactly right. That's where we're going with this the whole time. Hey. Not everything on the name of that podcast is made up. That's right. Speaking of makeup, hey, Eddie. Yeah? <laughs> Did you know that your mom's so stupid she swipes lipstick across her forehead to make up her mind? Probably. Thanks for sticking around for that uh, analogy. Mm-hmm. Whew. Um, Thanks, Mom. Who do you think won in a fight, Eddie? 
Your mom or my mom? My double kills are basically already done. Yours? My mom's six feet tall. I think so, too. I agree. So, yeah, because my mom's short. Yeah. Does your mom have weapons? No. Let's just assume it's a fist fight. You can only bring in what you wear as a tire. My mom might have a little slashing damage, but... She's got, like, acrylic nails. Yeah, or real. I don't know. I don't pay attention. Yeah, my mom's older now, but she's still six feet tall. She lands a good one on you, you know? I didn't bring a lighter. Oh, good thing you live here. Good thing you're sitting here recording a podcast in a house full of three smokers. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. I believe I have tons of lighters over here. Mad lighters. Angry lighters. Angry amounts of lighters. Oh, we're going to go grab one. We'll be right back after a few brief messages. Hey, is uh, this uh, Dr. <laughs> Schultz? Oh, yes. Uh, have a seat right okay. over here. Right over here, fine? Right over here. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, all right, so uh, here we are. My first mm -hmm. therapy session. So, tell me uh, why you're here. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm not a crazy person, first of all. Uh -huh. I feel like that I have a lot of stress that I don't know how to deal with. And okay. maybe talking to somebody will help get some perspective. Because, you know, friends and family is one thing. But I think it's important to uh, not just talk to somebody who doesn't know you. Somebody who knows how to listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, Do you think maybe you could move your leg up a bit? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it is a bit of a weird seat. Yeah, it, please. Yeah, for sure. I'll, want to just like spread out? Like I see this um, is a classic chair. If you want to just do an L shape with it. Yeah, yeah. I like this. I didn't think I'd be in like the deep seat. Yeah. You know, the think seat so soon. And move that bowl of fruit over a little bit too, if you yeah. would. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. There. That's it's pretty cool fruits. Raspberries. Perfect. There. I, that's just where I needed it. It's weird. Durian fruit. That's weird. Mm. Anyway, yes. Um. Well, first, I'd like to just ask you in response to what you've told me already, what do you think of this, huh? Oh, it's like an ink blot test. Yeah, it's a, sure. I like it. It's a, it's a cool one. It kind of reminds me of my dad. Yeah. Does that leg positioning look familiar? Not particularly. No? No, but it, it kind of reminds me of my dad and then, and then the, the dog hand puppet. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, like, myself. But, like, you'd, you'd pay money for this. Actually. You, you'd see it in a gallery. Well, I don't know why that's important. It, it it's is. just an ink block Trust test. me. It's, it, it tells me things, okay? Okay. I'd buy it. Maybe. Yeah, I could sign it. That's, that's like, what, 20 more dollars? Uh, 20 more bucks added to the, the price. I was hoping we could maybe talk about this valuable piece. Get to talk about a couple of things that I came here for. Oh, okay. We can we can try another. I do like it though. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll put that aside. That's in the maybe pile. Okay. Oh, oh okay. So. What about your dad or whatever? Yeah. So I, I've got a dad who doesn't, you know. <laughs> who doesn't? And easy hasn't been around in, in the longest time, but yeah. It, it was it made it really hard for mom, you know, raising a bunch of kids, you know, mm -hmm. no second income. I didn't realize. Should you pull that blind over? It's a little little distracting. It's hard to listen to you. That good? Yeah, what? that's that's fine. Yeah, you know, but mom's cool. She uh, she does her best. Well, she did her best. I'm I'm an adult now. She's still alive. Don't, don't get don't. <laughs> anyway, I don't I don't I know I don't have to qualify it. You know, what do you think? Um. You know what? I, I think I could learn a lot more if I just have you look at one more thing. Sure. Uh, what do you think of this? That's just kill yourself. What? Oh no! I that's that's just background. I is that what you see? 
that's what that makes me feel. That's at least. a problem. So you wouldn't, oh, you wouldn't buy it. I uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say because I don't want to disappoint you, but I don't want to be dishonest. Buy buy the drawing. How much? How much you got on you? We all know what it's like, down and out on life, and sometimes it just helps to have a few good friends around you to pick up your spirits. And that's why, with the One Homeless app, we'll be able to connect you with a lot of people who need your help. And we can be mutually beneficial. The One Homeless app is exactly what you're going to need if you need a group of people to join up with you and get something done together. Do you need more people to like your Facebook? Do you need some friends to go out to the hibachi restaurant because they won't just turn on the stove for one person? Or is it something more like you need to fill up a party? Show you have other friends. Well, the One Homeless app will connect you with as big of a crowd as you need for as long of a time as you need them. The social experience is in your fingertips. Just ask some of our fellow friends, like David. Huh? Hey, David, why don't you tell me about the One Homeless app? Oh, I need money real bad. You help me out? You got a nickel for a bus? And see, David's more than happy to spend some time with you. Why don't you tell him some of your interests, David? Not starving. And see, with the One Homeless app, you can connect with people who share similar interests with you. Thanks so much, David. One Homeless app is available on Android and iOS devices, and you can also just uh, connect your Facebook account to onehomelessapp.com. Give me your purse! One Homeless. One Homeless. So I work at this place. It's a TCG player. Super cool. Um, it's actually probably... Definitely the best job that I've ever had. Um, I just work with a bunch of nerds and it's a really cool place. Sometimes it can be too cool. So cool that it's annoying. And uh, I'd like to share with you a story, uh, a reenactment, a dramatic retelling, if you will, of an experience that I had maybe in my first month with the company. Um, so if you don't know, Magic the Gathering is a white male dominated industry. Uh, it's a hobby that mostly white guys do, which isn't inherently racist. But it is what it is. So that kind of uh, demographic and statistic will bleed out into any kind of Magic the Gathering related industry, which makes perfect sense. Uh, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the cringe. Oh, this looks like a good SQ. Hey, you want to uh, pick or verify? Um, I will pick. All right, cool. No problem. Okay. What's it looking like? Nah, a few discreps. You got the upgrades? Yep. Nice. Hey, does somebody want to do a DJ name generator? I just found one. Oh, yeah, that sounds fun. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. Let's just go take it out of the room. <laughs> DJ Timothy Sparkle. That's pretty funny. Huh. That's random. Hey, you got that one? Who got that one? Oh, John did. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's funny. What we got here? <laughs> ah, booming Jim. DJ Booming Jim's Jim. Jim's here today? Jim's here today? I know that. That's a good one. That's so funny. He didn't get it, though. I think that was the other job. Yeah, another fucking discrep. Are you serious? DJ HyperX. That's pretty good. HyperX. HyperX. Who got that one? That's funny. Is that Tristan? Super Hyper. Is that? That was a good one. Alton, are you going next? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's mine? Go ahead. Hit it. DJ Midnight. Ooh. Ooh. 
What? Huh? What? I, I like. I like it. I'm not saying nothing. Well, you guys just all like collectively sighed. In. Well, no, just no reason. Was it the name? Oh. Yeah. But I mean, if you're all right, look, I just want to do an SQ. What's wrong, you Rameshi? Too dead at your own funeral to fight me? Wouldn't you get out of that casket, you Rameshi? I'll fight you. What's the matter, you Rameshi? Don't want to wake up at your funeral and fight me, Kuwabara? You Rameshi? You Rameshi? You Rameshi? Why don't you want to fight? Wake up, you Rameshi! Get up and fight, you coward! You Rameshi! You're a messy, wake up! Ladies and gentlemen, that was Blake Griffin. A dramatic retelling. Hiya, Fred. Hey, Bon. How's hey, it going? Hey. Pretty good there, Bon. How's your work day been, eh? Hey, hey, you know, day's work, you know? Hoo, hoo, hoo. You know, I couldn't help but notice that Wilma Snatch has grown to an enormous size. Huh? Hey, hey, hey. Why would, uh, why do you think that would be happening? Uh, oh, Fred? I don't know. People get a little infidelious. Well, you know like, what I'm saying there, Bond? I'll, I'll tell you, Fred. I uh, have never cheated on my wife, Betty. And your wife, Wilma, who is your wife, and not Betty, uh, wildly, well, it would be wildly disrespectful and offensive, so I'm glad it wasn't me. Look, I'm just saying, if I was to see a guy that would ever do that with my wife, I'd fucking get him right in the boulders. Hey, hey, hey. I'll tell you what, Fred. I know there are a couple days a week where we are not working together. I'll keep an eye on your house, Fred, uh, in case there's anybody coming in. I'm coming glad out. I can trust you to look after my wife for me, Bon. Absolutely. Hey, 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 and uh, hey. I would say the same for you, but Betty is a strong and independent woman who is absolutely fulfilled. You know what? I'll be out soon because my car tipped over because I ordered ribs again. Oh. I need to get the wheel fixed. <laughs> hey, Don't hey, you tell me hey. about it, Freddie. Anyway, better get back to it before Mr. Slate has our asses. See you later, Fred. See ya, Bon. Hey, hey. He almost found out. I better send a, a letter to Wilma. Tonight on Hoarders. You gotta get rid of this stuff, Mom. Look, you can't even move. There's so much money. I want it. It's mine. You'll never know. It's a tragic tale. You're gonna fucking die here! Look, I'm trying to help you, but there's too much. On a &E. And we're back. You've been listening to the name of that podcast with Alton and Eddie. Hey. Hey, Eddie, what are you doing? No, nothing. I know. I, I, that's what I want everybody to know. I'm gonna expose you. Yep. Eddie doesn't do much. No, I just sit here. Yep. Drawing pictures. Yep. Yep, contributing his uh, prowess in whatever capacity he sees fit. Yep. Sick of it, ladies and gentlemen. Getting out of here. I want it to end. You live here now, Eddie. I'm moving out. Oh. Yep, you're taking over the lease. Uh, That'd be weird. It's over in April, so you'll be homeless then. If you don't take the proper steps to become uh, willfully um, with home. Or you'll be homeless. Well, I'll be fucked. At least you'll be able to sign up for the One Homeless app. That's true. If you get a phone. It's a weird paywall for a homeless people app. <laughs> One prerequisite. 
One prerequisite required for you. Data or or Wi-Fi you can leech. Yeah, Facebook accounts are free. Um, you can check into the library once a day. So um, I decided that this year, and not because of the New Year's, um, but when the New Year started, I resolved to smoke less reefer, like you know, tons less, like this, and not buy cigarettes. Yeah. So I haven't bought any cigarettes in reefer. And what's been about 12 days now of my own money, right? Um, <laughs> as a Sorry. direct result, you smoke a ton of cigarettes. Oh, God bless. Ugh. Maybe. Maybe he's not real is what I mean. Yeah, whatever. But, yeah. He'll live. <laughs> or will he? Or will he again? Because the book said he didn't. Anyway. I haven't smoked. Uh, I haven't bought a pack and I haven't um, gotten any weed yep. in 12 days. And not because it's a New Year's resolution, but I resolved when the New Year started that this is the best way to save money for sure. my new apartment. <laughs> Makes sense. Hopefully I get an apartment with a front yard or a backyard even so I can put a grill outside. I bought my apartment with weed. <laughs> yeah, so I smoked a lot less and I've been um, <coughs> smoking a lot less weed. Like sure. Now because I don't have my own weed, I don't roll dutches, I'll like hit a bowl every yeah. now and then. And by every now Racking and then, I mean like... Shit. Exactly. Uh, and it's like, it feels recreational. I'm not getting, like, super baked to the point where I'm just, like, pasted to the sofa until I fall asleep. Yeah. Um, and it's been really nice to, like, actually experience that moderation. Because, I, one, I knew I could do it. And two, I knew I liked this vet better. Uh-huh. I prefer this lifestyle. Um, it's through smoking all the weed that I did is that I know for a fact I'll never do, like, heroin. I hate nodding off and like being listless. It's not fun. Because I know how quirky and witty I am. You know, I like being on the top of my game. Like, bitch, this is my conversation. Get out of here. Go talk to somebody else. This is my conversation. There's a good algorithm for me. Yeah. Where it's like, in this deep. Okay. In too deep. Right. No, like, there's a sweet spot. Yeah, there's a sweet spot. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the feeling of, like, packing a bowl, hitting it a few times, putting it down. Sure. And, like, doing whatever. It and depends then, on what you're doing, too. It depends. Like, a lot of times I don't like being too high watching TV, even. But I, I need to be... certain movies. I need to be somewhat high because I have a very short attention span. Yeah. And I've learned that through being more aware of my mindset. I knew that for a while, though. But now I've been, like, more ready to take control of it. Like, you're going to see cats sober? <laughs> Probably not. I have a bottle of liquor in my freezer because I haven't been smoking as much. Yeah. That's, like, weird. Just, like, trading off one vice for another. Um, Thursday. The worst one, arguably. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I don't like taking shots. And um, the mm. reason why I'm not going to make a mixed drink is because um, I wanted to get back on my low-carb shit. Because right. another reason, um, something that I found that I enjoyed about doing that, mm. um, not just losing weight, was... Um, my mindset was just, like, cleaner. You know what I mean? It just, like, I felt more clear-minded. Right. And, and it's crazy. I'm about to sound like a vegan. I wasn't so bogged down with processed foods and yeah. crap. You know what I mean? You ever eat, like, a box of mac and cheese? Like, the you know, the craft box? I barely do that, but I we don't need the craft box. Usually. Right, so what I'll do is I'll yeah. get the Wegmans brand. Okay. Uh, the name of that podcast is brought to you by Wegmans. I shop there the most. They don't sponsor us, but I, I would too. literally die if they didn't exist. Me too. Uh, so I get the 3 $4 boxes sometimes, right? Yes. I was thinking about it one day, right? Because I was eating one. And when you get one of those and you're an adult, you eat a whole one to yourself. Sure. Right? I do. I'm eating there, sitting there, my 35 cent investment, and then it hit me. <laughs> I'm eating 35 cents. Not only am I eating 35 cents, which would be fine for myself. Yeah. This 35 cents is designed <laughs> to feed a family. Sure. What the fuck? It, it hit me. I was just like, wow, this food's garbage. Processed food is garbage. 
I like keto. But then. you need butter and stuff too. Well, you know, butter's fine. Um, I guess because I there's that whole thing where it's like over time, like you you find out that certain things have been said about nutrition to like feed into certain yep. special interest groups. No pun intended. Like eggs have been all over the place. Yeah, you know, you hear about cholesterol, cholesterol. sets and unsets and all this yep. shit. And like, not that I don't know what to believe because there's like a common sense thing. Don't fucking eat a lot. You know, and I think people should be offended by the term trans fats. <laughs> That's like two marginalized groups. Yeah. What the fuck, people? Come on. I don't even say that. But anyway. Yeah, good thing I have a mom. I respect her. I say, if you came out of a woman... Apparently that statement's even problematic. If you came out of a woman, you have no right disrespect. Hey! That's problematic. So I've been told by my more progressive, forward-thinking friends... Um, but you know, I'm not a sheep. If you believe, if you fall for everything, you believe in nothing or something. If you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. Something like that. That sounds stupid too, because if I don't Whatever. stand for anything, oh no, that's a good thing. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for nothing either. Cause if you're already sitting down, you can't fall. Wow. This is this cliche my entire life usually empowered me by like taking a stance. Yeah. But it's like, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything. Yeah. You won't. Because you're, you're not standing. You're impervious. For anything. You're literally anti-fall. You've already fallen. You you chose to fall. I'm not saying... See, like, now it's going to sound like, oh, Alton wants us to fall. He wants us to choose to sit idly by... No, do what Get you him. want. Get him. Cancel him. About damn time. <laughs> About damn time we could shut down the name of that podcast. Boy, An- howdy. Anti-reflective. Mirror break. Yeah. <laughs> Regeki break. <laughs> Motherfucker magic cylinder, bitch. Mm. Rubber. Deflecting palm. So I started watching One Piece today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that will come. How do you like it? The first episode so mm-hmm. far uh, is pretty intriguing. Yeah. Um, every uh, There's really tall people in the show, and there's very short people in the show. And I think that's like that's that's the first thing I noticed, yep. is the disparity in height between so many different characters who look wildly outlandish. The art style throws people off. The art style is cool. I think, it, it, it like I told you, it reminds me of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is old. Cause it, it's like, as whimsical as Dragon Ball at times. Though. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I saw this guy with like the super bushy mustache. Um, he's probably completely unimportant. Um, but a lot of things are whimsical bushy about mustache. it. Um, came out in 1999. The first episode said it aired. So yeah. that's super cool. 21 one year old show it actually did drop in january 99 i was reading that that's sweet um yep. but i i think I, I know what i'm getting myself into i think i know what i had to look forward to um you it's one of those things on where you know big plot points are coming and you know you have a general idea of what they are yep i'm more interested to see how we get there so we'll see what happens in that regard uh that's exciting it's consistently good is the thing okay um one of those like doesn't take the doesn't take the gas off it can, but, like, it's still good. It's just different. Okay. Like, it's all over the place, emotion-wise. So, uh, something I like to do, and people will have differing opinions on what this qualifies as. Yeah. I like to learn something new about my characters every time I watch an episode. There's a lot of it. Yeah. Even if it's some dumb shit where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm at a casino, well, now I know this character has a gambling problem, for They instance. go into the backgrounds of, like, people you don't think they even will. Yeah, like, they don't introduce anyone that doesn't show up later on in some capacity or matter. So the reason why I like things like that and, um, you know, the fact that a show's willing to cover its bases mm-hmm. and do all that is because I enjoy my own headcanon enough that um, any little thing that they put in the show, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, that character died. But to have the foresight of writing that far back for yeah. things to matter later on is impressive. I think great. that's super impressive. Yeah, and it's rewarding, too. Yeah. So 
I'm huge on character feats. Um, I learned that so while playing D and D, and then like I started caring about what people do because of psychedelic drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Dykeselic. I'm not saying that anybody who doesn't do psychedelic drugs. Brought to you by Tom Selleck Psychedelics. Tom Selleck Psychedelics. It's a new head shop. Yep. You want something else to be banned? Well, you're going to have to get through Tom Selleck first. That's right. Yeah. Uh, do you hear that magic mushrooms are legal in Denver, Colorado? Or no? They? Yeah, no, I knew yeah, that. Denver, yeah, Denver, Colorado. Yeah. And uh, Flint, Michigan has legal weed. Really? Just Flint, though. Hmm. What they don't have, however, is clean drinking water. Yeah, they're like, all right, we'll compromise. Fine. All right, I see you guys are in the pits. <laughs> let's get you some weed. That's what always Instead helps me. Instead of watering me. the plants, let's throw more plant on the plant. Yeah. And then they're going to grow weed with the flint water. Oh, man. Then they're going to smoke the flint weed. <laughs> I'm not. I hope I'm not. Oh, no. I hope this weed wasn't brought to you by Flint, Michigan. I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we got to tell yourself, I'll support you. I don't like it when my friends get anxious around me. My friend told me, okay, <laughs> so my buddy told me that I did this thing, and mm-hmm. I didn't remember doing it, but when he told me I did it, I remember doing it. What was it? Okay, so <laughs> I was hanging out with Tyler. We had taken mushrooms. Yep. Excuse me, we had poisoned ourselves with psilocybin. Oh. It's a poison. That's why your body reacts in the way it does. It's like, please make it stop. I'm going to die. I like being poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, our bodies fighting off the poison that we put in peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And Fight ate. to the death. Poison are you? <laughs> Let's see who wins. So I told Tyler him, sucks the poison out of your leg. So we both. I told him I like watching documentaries. So he's like, "Let's watch a documentary." So yeah. we go check out documentaries on Netflix. Shout out Netflix. Uh, shout out to my friend's dad, whose Netflix account I use. Hell yeah, love you, man. Um, so we uh, find this documentary. LA 92. Now there's a few years of difference between us and something crazy I didn't realize is that Tyler's generation, a lot of them did not learn about the Rodney King um, trial and the LA riots that followed. Yeah, and he's only a few years younger than me. And see, I, he just turned twenty three. I'm I'm turning twenty seven. Yeah. Um, in August. Because I know about that shit. Right, and that was like common knowledge when it was happening. Like, so this shit happened in ninety two, a year before I was born. Um. Shit, where was I going with this? Right, so we're tripping on mushrooms. Yep. We're watching this documentary. It's so cool. I couldn't recommend it enough. It doesn't have a narrator. It just is parsed together news clipping. Yeah, you've mentioned so it before, dope. yeah. Um, so, boom. All four. Um, if you know the story, you know what's coming. If you don't know the story, we're at the part in the movie where the four white cops who beat the shit out of Rodney King. And let me just say... I'm, I'm agnostic because that white guy who woke up at night because he heard a ruckus and the first thing he did was grab his camera, not knowing what was going to be outside. Yeah. The first thing he did was grab this big, bulky-ass camera the size of a fucking computer tower, <laughs> hoisted it on his shoulders, and, like, peeked outside to see four cops beating the fuck out of Rodney King. Like, if, if there is a god, he's totally black. And he doesn't <laughs> have all the power because he was like, yeah. black god used all of his strength. To, like, get that white man out of that the bed. camera. Hoist that computer tower onto his shoulders. Mm. He's old, too. He was no spring chicken. Yeah. Anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, white guy hoists this camera on his shoulders, watch these cops beat the shit out of him. They all somehow get not guilty, even though there's real footage. Like, world star hip-hop footage, guys. 
these cops get off. It was off. inappropriate when he started yelling world stars. <laughs> it was pretty tasteless. But yeah. but yeah, all the cops get off. And if you know, you know, the riots happen very soon after the verdict is laid down. But mm. what happens while we're tripping on mushrooms, empathizing <laughs> with this tragedy. Yeah. And not just this. There was a 15-year-old girl who got shot in the head by a Korean store clerk. Wonderful. And she was found guilty but served community service because the judge said whatever so it raises the question why are you doing this why why do why is it when things like this happen it happens to black people mm-hmm. um it was like really out of pocket man and the documentary will do so much better to tell you about it because it was uh the the bright minds of the time speaking on the issue as they lived it but yeah uh so the way the cinematography works for the documentary they do have footage of like interviews and stuff too in between, or? I don't really remember if there were interviews. It was mostly news clippings. Oh, well, and like okay. Deep dives and gotcha. shit at the time. So, like, inside edition and shit. Sure. Um, so, boom. Not guilty, not guilty. Not guilty, not guilty. The name of that podcast is brought to you by White Guilty. <clears throat> you did this. You. Uh, so then the camera blacks out, right? Uh-huh. Fades to echo. Camera blacks out. <sighs> then you hear that fucking air raid siren. Yep. And then it's just like, right? Just like it's just crazy. Um, an iconic scene him and I will never forget is that white guy getting pulled out of the eighteen wheeler at the stop sign at yeah. the red light and getting beat to like near damn death. He might have even died, bro. I don't even know. Um, so like we're tripping on mushrooms. So like our, we're going with the ebb and flow of the mood here. And Tyler loses his shit. Right? He can't even like. He's crying. He's fucking blubbering. He's like, "Oh my god, so man, it's so fucked up. How are humans like this?" And I'm over here like, "Man, this is so fucked up. How can humans be like this?" But at the same time, I'm trying to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And Tyler, like, he's losing his mind. He's just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe." He's like, "It all makes sense now. Racism makes so much sense now." And I never understood it. He's just like, "I just thought people simply hated people because of the colors of their skin." He's like, "I didn't get why colored people were mad." He's like, "Now I understand because I'm watching this, and it was." Just like way too much for him to yeah. take in at the time. Okay. Imagine learning. Imagine epiphany like, stuff. Imagine getting the epiphany of racism for the first slap time. Me in the face. Sorry. <laughs> Here's an epiphany for you, fucking cracker. <laughs> Living on the Ritz. So imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Learning about, like, how racism works for the first time. Like, the meta of yeah, racism. Yeah, yeah, okay. On the same day you do mushrooms with <laughs> your black friend. Whom you, like, respect very deeply. Like, Tyler has expressed me, I respect so you So we need deeply. to get every Republican to do this. Bro. <laughs> is what you're saying. It's do so... some shrooms and watch 19's... L- LA-92. LA-92. It's so good. Oh my god, bro. It was amazing. But apparently I kicked him out of my house. <laughs> Uh, for being too rambunctious. <laughs> You're like, you need to leave. <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, man, like, I really want to enjoy the movie, and if you can't, like, get a hold of yourself, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> so he didn't even, like, he didn't even, like, try to get a hold of himself. He's he like, just I'll leave. <laughs> but he wasn't, like, offended. Yeah. Like, I think he just heard, you need to leave if you can't chill. And his brain must have went, like, you can't chill, dude. Sorry. It processed really quickly. Yeah. And he just left. And I was just like, he was planted in the front yard the next morning. <laughs> and then I finished the uh, documentary. Yep. So the next day, um, Tyler and I are uh, chatting, and he tells me about his experience on the walk home. Because, as you can imagine, like you're still high on mushrooms, even though you stopped watching the documentary. <laughs> Nobody checks in with each other. There's like, see ya, partner! 
So, uh, he tells me. Is that one of the times he got hit by a bike, by a car? No, nah, that would have been the worst. Oh, uh, I think the story is actually a little better and a little worse, depending on your definition or wherever you're at emotionally listening to the story. Okay. Um, so he's walking home, he tells me. Yeah. And he lives in Eastwood. I live on the east side of Syracuse, so you gotta, like, cross every boulevard and shit. Yeah. But that's not where the story starts. Uh, so the entire time, he's still, like, high-strung about this Rodney King shit. Okay. And, like, still feeling for the world and, like, all this shit. And, sure. like, he starts to empathize with Rodney King's plight so much, he started to just, like, feel like he was Rodney King. Um, and, like, this weird, trippy mushroom, we're all the same humans okay. kind of way. Um, then... The cops drove past him, unrelated to him tripping on mushrooms yeah. or being Rodney King. And he, like, so what Tyler does while he's walking to help him walk faster, because Tyler could walk. If he's by himself, that nigga's got stride, bro. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, but part of what his secret weapon is singing while he walks. Really? It, like, helps him just turn the motor on. It's like listening Makes to sense. music in your car, yeah. I guess. He starts belting out whatever he was singing in the moment. And there's Fuck no dis- the police. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there's no discretion because he's high on mushrooms. Yeah. Um, I love that story. This grimy little white kid feeling so bad for what happened to Rodney King as a human to human thing. Yeah, that he just internalized this black man's struggle and like <laughs> was black, if but for a moment. <laughs> you saw his skin change for just a moment, like going Super Saiyan and then not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. There's a movie about it come coming out called The Walk. <laughs> yeah, if you want to write that script, bro. Yeah. Um, I think Spike Lee would like that. Probably. He did Black Klansman. I think it might be in the same vein. Spiked tea. <laughs> yeah, that's uh Spike Lee and Ice Tea. Oh, I'm thinking something out. about Meghan Markle. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, so she's getting treated funny because she's a person of color. And people don't see it because they're not people of color. Yeah. And ha- and they'll say, like, hey, man, it's not always about race. And I'm like, I agree, it's not always about race. But, like, this, <laughs> one's, is right this one's like that weird overt racism. I'm like, hey, man, put yourself in her shoes just for a moment, right? Let's say, like, you start dating this redhead that you really like, right? You're Megan Arbuckle. And you meet your Garfield, right? <laughs> Yeah, John. And the first thing that her, like, uh, that his local newspaper says about you, because he's an affluent, popular guy, mm-hmm. is that you have exotic DNA. And this is just out the door. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you, Meghan Markle. Exotic DNA. Nice to meet you, Meghan Markle, if that's your name. You have really exotic, D- but exotic DNA. Let's see where this goes. You really Meghan Sparkle. Wow, you really Meghan Sparkle and Shimmer. Because your skin's never been thinner. <laughs> I was going to say never been dimmer. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but it's I'll bad. tell you what's not funny, having to live that life where you're just like, oh, here we go. Yeah. I'm exotic now. And uh, not... Hello. Hello. And then, like, then her, like, in an article, imagine being a person of color and you have your kid, your Megan Arbuckle, and you meet your Garfield and you guys settle down and yeah. have a kid. You got an OD. And, uh, <clears throat> and yeah, you got your OD, you know? Uh, you guys are happy. You, you just want to live a normal life. A normal life. And, uh... The first article written about you having your kid doesn't call your kid a monkey, but, like, likens their physical appearance to that of a chimpanzee. <laughs> Again, not inherently racist. I've said this before. We, you know, you can you can judge these Remember things Remember the shirts? Yeah. Remember the shirts? Yeah. Jay-Z looks like a camel chimp, and that's okay to say, not because he's black, but because he does. We've been through this before. If you've been listening, you've been here. Imagine how it feels to be, though. A person of color, like, really? 
I got the coolest monkey in the jungle t-shirt treatment. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you know? That's what I was served up. Yeah, and, like, even to the point where, like, articles written about Meghan Markle were very different. Or, like, so, albeit, like, they'll do the same kinds of things. You mean Parallel Parkle? Yeah. Parallel Parkle. When she Parallel Parkles yeah. next to Princess Kate. Princess Kate and her will do, like, very similar things, right? And they'll write two different stories about it. But one of these stories has, like, a spin, like, she does this, but what's her ulterior motive? Which is a weird angle when you're not doing that to Kate Winslet. You're just, or her name's not Kate Winslet. That's funny. Oh, Princess Kate Winslet and uh, Princess Leonardo DiCaprio. They're like rivals. But not really, because they're family members now. But yeah, they want to step away from all this royalty shit because they look at brown people different out here, y'all. And you're just going to have to accept the adjectives that they use are different for us brown folks than they are for you white folks. And like a non-inherent, it's not inherently racist. That's why you have to think critically about it, okay? (laughs) That's it. Okay. I spent 20 minutes talking about Rodney King and Tyler. For this. (laughs) For this. (laughs) Use your fucking brains, people. I, I get it. You're not people of color. And I'm not saying that not being a person of color makes you automatically ignorant. But there are a lot of white people who have thought about this. Right, Eddie? Yeah. Back me up. How many of those go to Thanksgiving with you? How many what? How many of those kinds of white people that have just figured it out, don't oh. put too much you know, stock into it, they don't stress as much. This is all going to come off wrong because there are some people who feel like white people need to be constantly sweated. They're like, nah. Nah. White people are the enemy. I'm like, no, absolutely not. I think they don't think about it. I see this white lady on Facebook that champions black people more than I do. But she's also anti-vax, so I don't trust her opinion. You're like, oh. Yeah. She's like, she's on that whole doc. She's like a, if I say Dr. Sebi, do you know who I'm talking about? No. Dr. Sebi's this naturalist doctor. Oh, no. He doesn't believe in home, he he believes in home remedies and shit. He's like, you don't need all the shit that the pharmaceutical industry has to offer for all your problems. He's like, drill their head out and let the devil out of it. (laughs) He's not so archaic, but like, in terms of like his, uh, his remedies. It's more like rub some tea leaves on your navel. As radical as take this, um, take this diluted bleach. Oh. Yeah, it's been some old toxins. Wild shit. He's like, why don't you trade those? <laughs> Cancer, is it? Oh, Take a man. swig of that. He's pretty much Dr. Huxtable. <laughs> also not a doctor. He knocks people out. <laughs> no, not like Dr. that. Dr. Fuxtable. <laughs> Dr. Fuckable. Oof. But that's not for anyone to ever find out, because that's not how Dr. Huxtable Shows likes to fat Albert. Yeah, don't worry, guys. For the record, we stopped talking about Dr. Sabi. We're not, we're, this is not a parallel. But, but One Piece is great, at least, One right? Piece is really good. Uh, you want to know what else is good? Uh, I heard there's a One Piece fighting game. I have a bunch of... I have um, a bunch of GameCube imported games for One Piece, actually, too. That's pretty tight. I got them all. So, uh... I think we're going to take another break. Because, yeah. uh... Because look at that board. Because, like, you remember that whole aforementioned, oh, I haven't been smoking so much? Yeah. Uh, I think it kind of have been today. <laughs> you look janked. Thanks. <laughs> I have high cheekbones because I'm Polynesian. We'll be right back. (laughs) So the Asian lady that used to come by the meat room I worked at all the time, she couldn't speak any English. She didn't work there. She would bust into the meat room like Kramer from Seinfeld and go up to (laughs) the meat cutter right by the door and she would pull out this boneless pork butt that she, or a couple, that she got from the case. And he knew what to do, because he'd done it a million times, but she'd always go through the same scenario. She'd do this, put the pork butts down, and do some Gangnam style, because that's what it looked like. And he's like, yeah, grind them up twice, I know, I got it. And she's like, yeah. And then she'd 
creep back out of the door. <laughs> and he would just grind the pork twice. That's why she did the Gangnam style. Oh man, language barriers are wild. And it was so annoying to deal with. And like they were just like, let her do it, she spent the money. Like, and one of the meat cutters who used to be the manager, he was a scumbag. He used to cheat on his wife all the time. Whoa. Yeah, he's a scum. Anyway. He, he'd be all mad when she came in. He's like, you're not supposed to be back here. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, wow. Somehow I find... You know what? I'm on her side again. I don't think I ever was, but like, I don't like I hate boss. her busting in, though, to be fair, when I'm trying to work. It is a bit of a hassle. It's like, if that happened Because I was just right mainly now, rapping and stuff, but I would cut, too. If that happened at our job right now, I feel yeah. like I'd be wildly justified just, like, getting up and flying off the handles. Imagine if you were on the saw, though, and someone just busted in the door. <laughs> Yep, they used yeah. it. They oh. used it to ch cut cheese, which they're not supposed to do. Oh shit, he's letting it all out. I am. Maine sucks. Woo! Fuck that place. Hey. Sorry, Maine's. Hey there, welcome to Musical Chairs. How may I help you out today? Oh, I'm just looking for a nice chair. Maybe, I don't know what kind. Oh, we got tons of different chairs here. Uh, were you looking to relax or get some more work done or uh, just, entertain just, some company? Just, yeah, entertain company more so. Oh, okay. What do you recommend? What's what's great about musical chairs? Well, I've heard a lot about it. What's great about musical chairs here is that the chairs change with the times. And oh. depending on the kind of relaxation and time you're looking to spend with some good guests, um, I have a few recommendations for you. Why don't you come this way? Okay. Yeah. So uh, this chair right here, why don't you go ahead and uh, take a seat and oh. try it out. Let me oh. know what you think. Okay. Here I go. Oh. Oh. What do you think of that? I just want some tea now. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. That's our signature rocking chair. Oh. Yeah, really That really looks like nice. a beautiful field. Do you, you get two of these on your porch, and you'll be able to entertain guests until the cows come home. You know, I don't like people with different skin color than me. Well, maybe that's not what you're looking for, seeing as how we're in Detroit. Why don't you follow me over here? Oh, okay, Jesus. Yeah. That I felt like a different person sitting on that. That's, uh, that's the magic of musical chairs, sir and her oh. madam. Why don't you come over here? Check out this here. Now this is uh this is one of my favorite chairs. What do you call this one? This is the bar stool. Oh okay. Pop Let me squat. just hop on up here. Oh man, I could go through the roof. How do you think about that? Nah. Ooh, I need a ride home. Feeling uh feeling feeling it, aren't you? Yeah. So you get two of these, get four of these, sit them down in your basement with some uh, football jerseys Ooh. hanging around. You and your friends have a good night. I need a new truck. Watch prime time. Oh. What are your thoughts on people of color? Alright. Where's my truck? Alright then. <laughs> Why don't we go ahead and take a look at some of these other chairs? What are you thinking about that one? Oh, I don't know how I felt. <laughs> That's fair. Well, see, yeah, well, you got anything better? Yeah, I you got, know? A got a couple of things here. Now, if you're uh, trying to host some people indoors, which I tend to do in very cold Detroit, Michigan, um, I tend to lean more towards our lounge chairs. Why don't you take a look at these ones right here? Oh, just lay on, pop lay on down. Go ahead, pop a squat. Okay. Lay down, lay down, sit down, whatever you want to. It's a nice, this is one of our signature ottomans. Whoa. Real nice, right? It's almost like you could sink right into it. Hello? Sir, and your madam? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, how'd you like it? Good stuff? Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what'd you think? What are you thinking about getting here? I'm getting 40 winks. Get the hell up on out of that chair. Oh! Awesome. Yeah, musical chairs, am I right? I don't think I want any of these. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, if you're not looking to entertain guests, why don't you just come over here 
and check out our solo chairs. These are for people that want to hang out by themselves. No, I, I guess I'll try one more. I want to take a look at this one. This one is good. Oh, I'll just lean on back and... Oh! oh. I see. It's a... Office, office chair! <laughs> 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 get it? Because it's like the office. <laughs> Hurry up and get it before they copyright strike us. <laughs> oh. And we're back. You're listening to the name of that podcast with Alton and Eddie. Right, Eddie? Tell them what's up. You know. Eh. Not much. You know, we've been kicking it. You're just thinking about things, right? Yeah, I was just thinking about something. You know how much cooler it would be? How much cooler of a world we'd live in right now if Trump was black and Democrat? Like, I think the Democrat Party could use a whole ass nigga in their midst. You know what I'm saying? I'm for it. So let me tell you something. A nigga is not a black person. Mm-hmm. But a black person, or excuse me, a nigga is almost always a black person. There we go. Black people aren't niggas, but niggas is black people. <laughs> okay. Um, and what I mean, like, take Trump, right? Take, like, everything that, like, a guy, you know, a, a good, respectful, a good, self-respecting person doesn't like about Donald Trump, right? Uh-huh. And then um, make that something a self-loathing white person hates about other people. Like, okay. Here, okay, here's a better example. Take how Mitch McConnell thinks Obama is. Okay. And make that what Donald Trump really is. Okay. Yeah, like Luther, like uh, Obama's anger translator, Luther. But, like, that's Donald Trump. That's the joke. They switch bodies. No. No. I want this to just be a one-for-one trade. Key and Peel was actually just Key and Peel, but Donald Trump is Key and Michael Key. Okay. So it's like that skit. So, like, that's what I want Trump to be, like an angry black man. I'm, I'd try it. Let's see. All right, let's uh, let's try it. Let's say you're a white Republican. That'll be easy for you. Yeah. And I'll me. tap into my inner black guy, and we'll do a little like a like a debate, presidential debate. Okay. All right. And uh, I'll be the moderator too, I guess. Sure. I'm the moderator. This is my moderator voice, and this is the presidential debate 2024. And well, we got Democrat Donald Trump, and we got Republican. What do you want to be, Ted Cruz? <laughs> Uh, Who do you want to be? Would yeah, you, I can be Ted Cruz. You can be whichever one you want. Choose your fighter. I don't know. All Ted right. Cruz is fine. He hit random. Yep, there we go. <laughs> I got missing no. All right, so uh, so we got Ted Cruz versus Black Donald Trump. Uh, Ted Cruz, what are your thoughts on immigration? I want to bury my eggs. But, but, but actually... <laughs> Do you feel like we should be detaining Mexicans at the border? Yes. Yo, you so full of shit. I swear to fucking God. Yo, this nigga's wildin', right? Detain Mexicans at the border? Are you fucking kidding me, my guy? <laughs> so, okay, wait. So you want to lock little kids in cages? Because why? Because. Shut your, <laughs> shut your ass up, Ted I can't Cruz. even think of good reasons. <laughs> yeah, not even in character. Like, no, I can't. All I right. got nothing. We'll try a different We'll try a different talking point. Um... 
Should we be sending our troops to Iran? Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Though, this ain't the modern way. Why the fuck you want to send troops to Iran for, cuz? So the bad people don't get us. We're the bad ones, motherfucker. Look us out here. We got the fuck. We got the fucking scary motherfucking mobsters coming, dressed as dirt and grass and shit, about to take all your land and oil and shit. I don't have time for this. I have to pose for a Count Chocula I, box. I will fucking slide you, Tide Cruise. <laughs> That's right. I call him Tide Cruise because he he a bitch. Tide Pod Cruise. Tide Pod Cruise. You a bitch, Ted Cruise. Say something else, Ted. Say something else. I oh. want you to. I want scrunched into an ugly little ball. Yeah, I just want like a little gremlin. I wish there was like a a Democratic candidate that was like Snoop Dogg. Okay. I wish I wish Snoop Dogg ran for president, but also knew what he was talking about. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, because I'd want like a politician, but I want like a whole nigga as a politician. Like shut your bitch ass up, Iran! I'll fucking slide you, bitch! I swear to God, it like not that it would be the best for foreign policy, but it'd be fun and less racist. I, I do wonder how it would go. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. <laughs> Couldn't be much worse. Couldn't be much worse, but it'd definitely be a lot better. <laughs> so, uh, Valentine's Day is next month. Do yeah. You know, do you know what's before Valentine's Day? Other days. My buddy Rob Haggerty's birthday. Oh, yeah? Shout out Rob Haggerty. Hashtag Team Kenny. Because he's a co-worker, Kenny. Sorry, he's on our team. Yep. Our team. I'm torn. I should actually just be objective. <coughs> but uh, Rob Haggerty's hashtag Team Kenny. For sure. Is he? Yeah. Okay. I'll let him choose, but I'll uh, break his legs if he chooses wrong. Ooh. Yeah, his his birthday's the day before uh, Valentine's Day. So the stakes are really high. Nah. Um, but, however, <laughs> the reason why I wanted to bring him up is because it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I party with him a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when you party, you get drinking. It gets hot in the room, you know? People yeah. get sweaty. And so as the night wears on, we'll all get drunker, and the room has just, like, sustained its heat. And we'll all, like, become, like, more uh, kerfuffled and uh, shit like that. So when Rob, when he gets to partying and dancing and sweating a little bit, yeah. not like he's not, like, dripping sweat. I'm, anyway. Um, Drenched. His hair, because, like, the way it's styled, yeah. it'll, like, work its way down and start, like, flitting onto his forehead. And grab my ass. No, it's, like, amazingly reminiscent of, like, Angry Hitler from Inglorious Bastards. Oh, Masters. I get it. Yep. So I told him, I, I always <laughs> tell people, don't invoke the hair. Oh, shit. And when I mean the hair, I mean Rob Haggerty will start dancing and cocking his head like Terry Taylor from wrestling, <laughs> and he'll look like Hitler just a little bit. Okay. In the sense that he's a tiny white dude. but With the hair thing going on. Yeah, he on. only looks like Hitler. Rob couldn't be uh, further from racism if he tried. He's half Mohawk, so that, you know, he's a good guy. Having a, So, like, here's what's crazy about Rob being half Mohawk. He had to take shit from white people for being half Mohawk, mm-hmm. but he also had to take shit from Mohawk people for looking white. Being I've on heard the that. Yep. It's hard. It's hard out there. White people ruin everything for everyone. Guy can't even be Mohawk without getting the third degree because he's white. Yep. Yeah. And you know whose fault that is, that he's white? Not his. He didn't choose to be white. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's the man. Hashtag Team Kenny. That's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, the day after is Valentine's Day is the moral of the story. <laughs> the day after his birthday. And uh, you doing anything fun for Valentine's Day, Eddie? I know a lot of single people, they'll spite Valentine's Day and like do something for themselves. What day is it even? Uh, it's February 14th or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Only one of the most iconic I'm probably holidays. working. Yeah, I'm working too. What are you doing after work? Treating yourself? Taking care of the person you love the most? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm probably going to 
call it early that night. Oh, it's a Friday. It's a Friday. I don't work on Saturday. I do. Someone's going to come home tired and go to bed at 10. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, son. That sounds lit. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I got to cancel my gym membership tomorrow. I need that extra money they take from me. Hey, Vaughn, you want to see my wife on Valentine's Day? Hey, Fred, are you working today or something? Hey, hey. I'll take care of your wife on Valentine's Day. It's a living. It ain't much, but it's honest work, Fred. That's what was going on. Your little Bam Bam on Wilma's Pebbles. Sorry Jeez. I used the kids' names. Yeah, you brought the kids into this. <laughs> <laughs> Not Pebbles and Bam Bam. No, well, the joke was bad enough. It was already about adultery. You gonna bring in Dino, too? <laughs> the fucking T-Rex dog, huh? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I would never... That's a big Dino, Dino Martin. No. That's a big Dino no. <laughs> Ain't that a kick? Dino knows bizarre adventure. Ain't that a kick in the marriage? <laughs> yada yada does it. So annoying. But wouldn't it be funny if Trump was black? Oh wait, we already talked about that. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's something I want to talk about. Speaking of Trump, mm-hmm. um, I want to set the record straight. Fuhrer is a really bad word. However, Fuhrer. Mm-hmm. is a really useful word and i feel like we live in a world where i can't use the word furor anymore because i don't Does it make feel... you furious it makes me furious that i can't use it because it's a good useful word it's got good utility it mm-hmm. simply means an outbreak of public anger or excitement which like yeah it is how do you use that in a sentence oh the furor of something um so it's a noun right yeah um so a furor would occur oh right? i um, see uh, the Fuhrer in general, I like to describe like the the hectic uh, tone of the internet. So you're like, what was that noise? There was a Fuhrer in the uh, yeah. town hall. Like a lot of Fuhrer will happen yeah. in a, yeah, a town hall setting or sure. the comment section of your Facebook. Just like anger, Marketplace. excitement, just like that vibe. Oh, you can have one on your Facebook, sure. Yeah, absolutely. A hubbub. A hubbub. An outcry, you a know. A hurly-burly. Yeah, a commotion. Uh, so these are all words synonymous to Fuhrer, but it has some use. There is a Fuhrer in the force. <laughs> as dis- disturbance. Yeah, a wave of enthusiastic admiration or a craze is how it's also defined as. But it's so close to Fuhrer and all those definitions to Fuhrer. Mm-hmm. It's like too like similar to what a Fuhrer would embody. Anyway, so like maybe... it's weird that that's a, the title since it's not a good thing. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Yeah. Um. But, like, it just sounds too closely to what you call Hitler. My yeah. Fuhrer, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's a Fuhrer, you know? I don't feel like using either word, really. I just wish I could use one of them. Okay. This is what white people must feel like. I just want to say it. I'm cool with you. I shouldn't be limited. I'm down. I'm, sh- I'm jiggy. <laughs> Ew. I'm fucking hip. I'm, I'm fleek. I should be able to say it. At least in the songs. Let me. Say that I'll ride for my motherfucking niggers. Oh, I get it now. No, yeah, I don't. The A is like weird. It doesn't come out. You know, I tell you, the A doesn't come out as good for the white folks. It's a weird <laughs> thing. I, I've just—it's just something I've observed when you're trying to the say A's. nigga. Yeah, it's like saying nigga is not a thing that like white people do well. I don't know why you even want to get used to it. I mean, come on, I, come on! How am I gonna get better if I don't try? Oh, yeah, I won't know until I try. Come on, nigga! I need a safe space to say it. <laughs> I gotta get better, like an echo chamber or something. I can bounce back at me. I can you hear can other get people. Get me to the say rap it. embassy. Oh my God, Don Cornelius won't pick up my calls anymore. 
Yeah. Yep. But you're listening to the name of that podcast. You have been at least, and we pers- aren't we doing a raffle for a pass or pass for what? Oh yeah, oh yeah, guys, because Black History Month's coming up. Yeah. Uh, what we're gonna start doing from February 1st to February 29th is giving out five day raffle passes. Uh, so what'll happen is, um, every day you'll go ahead and uh, do something. We'll figure out the logistics later. Don't hold me accountable anyway. Uh, but what I want to do is uh, raffle off an N-word pass uh, for every day of Black History Month, which is great for white people because um, you can get more there's than an one. extra day. You can win more than one. And this should also inspire our black listeners to buy up all the votes or yeah. buy up all the raffle tickets. They do disintegrate when you use it. Yeah, it disintegrates and it doesn't stop you from getting jumped. Yep. Yeah. So keep all that in mind. and like You'll have a pass. At least the name of that podcast says you can say it. Yep. That's good enough for some people. Good enough for me. I don't really need a reason. I have every reason in the world to not sign up. <laughs> yeah, you're you got it. I'm already in there. You're you're pro black. Free to sign up and uh the consequences are dire. <laughs> you I'd say honestly, if you work with me, you should use it at work so I can see. <laughs> Try it on. Try it on. I think it looks good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Wear the bow tie, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let me know the day before you do it. I'll wear suspenders and a bow tie. Prepare for you. I got shiny shoes. They can only mean one thing that I shine them. Should I whisper it? No. Say it loud, say it proud. <laughs> say it loud. Oh, the war for black folks. Yeah. That'll be fun. Thanks for reminding me about the raffle, Eddie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he came up with it too, so I was really happy when he when he pitched it to me. I'm like, oh man. Oh yeah. That'll be great. But you've been listening to the name of that podcast. Uh, be sure to uh, subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Like us on Facebook if you want. Um, let mm-hmm. me know if you want a Patreon. Give me a suggestion. Give me a dollar. What do you want from me? I'm not giving you a ride or anything. No. I'm not giving you a high five or anything. Those are free. I don't know. Leave. Drop a like in the comments. Drop it in. Ring the bell in the notification bar. And... Uh, Pin me on your task manager. Yep. Slack me. Uh, your deepest desires. See you in your aimbots. And um, I love my mom. Yeah. That's a callback. Yep. Take it easy, everyone. Bye. I didn't stop it. I didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs>